Hello and welcome to News Now. I'm your host, Taylor Inman. We're going over this week's biggest headlines and what's coming up for the Flathead Valley. This week, I'm chatting with Loon Axelson, communications and outreach librarian at Imagineif Libraries. She tells me what fun programming is in store for the library in 2024. But first, here's some headlines. As Northwest Montana caps one of its driest Decembers on record, a return to winter weather is within sight. Just five inches of snowfall was recorded at the weather station at Glacier Park International Airport last month. Kalispell normally averages 15.9 inches of snow in December. The scant December total was the lowest for the month in Kalispell since 2011 and the 17th lowest on record, according to records from the National Weather Service in Missoula. Kalispell's average temperature last month of 29.4 degrees was well above the normal average of 24 degrees, ranking it as the 14th warmest December on record. The lowest temperature for this month came on Christmas Day when the thermometer dipped to 10. The lowest temperature in November was 9 degrees on November 25th. The dry and warm winter weather driven by an El Nino weather pattern over the Pacific Ocean has affected Montana and much of the Pacific Northwest. A weather station on Flattop Mountain in Glacier National Park showed 38 inches of snow settled on the ground, with about 65% of the median snow water equivalent, while a station on the summit of Big Mountain had 37 settled inches of snow. Meanwhile, a weather station at 5,650 feet on Blacktail Mountain above Lakeside showed just 3 inches of snow on the ground. National Weather Service senior meteorologist Bob Nestor said a change is on the horizon later this week. The high-pressure ridge that has kept snowstorms at bay and filled northwest Montana valleys with fog is finally expected to break down. That means a chance of accumulating snowfall and colder temperatures return to the forecast. Arctic air could move south out of Alberta and spill into Montana by Friday, opening the door for snow. Nestor said mountain snow is most likely with early predictions of 4 to 10 inches over the higher terrain, while the valleys could see a few inches. Long-range forecasts show a cold and active weather pattern hanging around, which would bode well for replenishing mountain snowpack. Nestor noted that while the winter has been lackluster thus far, there's plenty of time to reverse course. December 2002 was pretty similar, he pointed out, and by April of that year, the mountain snowpack was 105% of normal. Logan Health Whitefish's Birth Center has welcomed its first baby of 2024 on New Year's Day. Wells Nolan Massey, the first son of Marilla and Nolan Massey of Kalispell, arrived at 1.40 a.m. on January 1st. Wells was 6 pounds, 7.5 ounces. He is the first grandson of Lane and Lynn Massey of Kalispell and Jerome and Lily Carlson of Lakeside, Montana. Last year, 572 babies were delivered at the Whitefish Hospital. Flathead County Commissioner Randy Brodell has been voted chair of the three-member commission. The three commissioners historically rotate through the spot, taking turns serving as the chairperson. In January of each year, the commissioners elect the chair of the commission, which is responsible for county policies, setting appropriations, setting levies for county funds, rural improvement districts, and more. Rodell replaces Commissioner Brad Abel, who served as chair during 2023. Commissioner Pam Holmquist will serve as vice chair for the year. Rodell began his term as commissioner in January of 2019. The commission is the executive as well as the legislative branch of Flathead County and consists of three elected commissioners who each serve six-year terms and can run for re-election. And a 23-year-old faces a felony arson charge after he allegedly admitted to lighting his family's White Whitefish Stage Road trailer home on fire late last month. Authorities are holding Jason Gerald Andreas Meyer in the county jail with a bail set at $150,000 following the December 20th structure fire. 
He is expected to appear before Judge Dan Wilson in Flathead County District Court on January 4th for his arraignment on the felony charge. Deputies with the Flathead County Sheriff's Office arrived at Whitefish Stage Road to find the trailer engulfed in flames, according to court documents. Myers' father told authorities that he and several others were inside when the 23-year-old walked in and announced the fire, according to court documents. After taking a look at the spreading flames themselves, the trailer's inhabitants fled the building. Speaking with investigators, Myers said he lived in the trailer and had gotten into an argument with a relative earlier that day. Following the argument, Meyer allegedly said he went into the living room and flicked a cigarette butt onto a pile of clothes dirtied with gas and oil. Then he lit a curtain on fire, he told authorities, according to court documents. Afterwards, he went to his truck where he sat until he saw smoke coming out of the front door. That's when he went back inside to get his family out, he allegedly told authorities. Arson is punishable by up to 20 years in the Montana State Prison and a fine of $50,000. Read these full stories at dailyinterlake.com. Imagine if libraries are always offering something fun for every member of the family, whether it be story time for the kids or mending workshops for the adults. Imagine if communications and outreach librarian Loon Axelson joins me to discuss what's in store for 2024. All right, Loon, thanks for joining me. Well, good morning. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So all sorts of fun stuff going on at Imagine If. Um, could you tell me a little bit about what some of the most popular programs were uh, this past year in 2023? Well, in 2023, we had all kinds of great programming, but I think what really stood out is new programming, both in all of um, either kids, teens, and adult programming. We saw um, a lot of new ideas come out. Some worked, some didn't, but um, like the teen program, we had um, anime at dusk in the summer, which was a hit. Uh, which I thought was really exciting. Um, and then we had um, a new thing in the teen program, which was really exciting as well, is the um, we'd have these tournaments uh, of gaming tournaments. Mm -hmm. um, it was Super Smash Brothers, and that was done in Big Fork, and it, it was a big hit with teens, and we've had two of these now in 2023, and we're bringing them back. In fact, I think there's going to be one in February, maybe in March, um, that have been a huge hit with young people. And just a teaser, we'll be um, partnering with Flathead Community College for one of these tournaments because they're quite a hit. So cool. those are really new things that we've never done before that we're really, really excited about um, that were a su success last year. Um, with the kids programming, we brought in Wednesday Workshop, which was really exciting. It's um, every Wednesday at all locations, and we're bringing it into the new year because it's been a success. Um, we're going to be doing things like um, Lego Club or Steam Space. And I don't know if you're familiar with Steam um, pr programming or education. It's science, technology, engineering, art, and math. So we bring all that together uh, at these uh, Steam uh, Space workshops that you can come in after school. Because, you know, like School District 5 gets out around, I don't know, 1.30 or something on Wednesdays. So these start at 2 at all locations and go till 5.30. And it's basically you just drop in whenever you can, do the activity, whether it's a, a Lego challenge or building some creative uh, engineering project or even art. Um, those have been a real success as well. So we're excited about those. And adult <coughs> programming, um, and I'm a part of the adult programming team, so it's been really fun to see all the new things we've brought uh, to the table, but one thing that really stood out for us last year was our um, porch summer porch concert series, 
which we launched last summer. <laughs> and we had such a great uh, response from artists and the community that we're going to revamp that and bring that back this year. That's so fun. Um, like I was telling you right before we started our interview, we're doing something kind of similar here. And it's just so fun to get those artists in and, and get like local bands together. Um, so yeah, lots of fun stuff. Um, so looking ahead to this year, um, I know it's going to be a lot of the same programs that people love and enjoy. Um, but what do we got going for the kids? For the kids, I think, uh, like I mentioned, the Wednesday workshop's going to come back and even more of these tournaments. Um, and uh, basically everything I just talked about is going to come forward into the new year. So keep, um, pay attention to that on our um, website. You can find out all about this at imagineiflibraries.org. Go to our events page or stop by any location and pick up an events calendar. And you'll see all the new programs coming up for teens and kids. Yeah, and, and for adults, yeah. um, we're really excited because we started um, this, it was called Reapparel. Um, it was a series of mending workshops uh, that were one, once a month, and they were very successful, so we're continuing that. We're calling them DIY workshop because we're going to bring more things into it. We want a little bit more generic, not just mending, but maybe fix it or, um, you know, different topics, but it's basically gathering on a Saturday once a month with other people who want to learn crafts or doing stuff are learning. Uh, this month, it's actually going to be stitching and fiber arts. So uh, they'll learn how to knit or crochet. And we just kind of hang out in a club. So that's a really cool thing. And partnering is another big thing that we're looking forward to with other organizations like Free the Seeds. Um, we have a seed library at our Columbia Falls location. And we had all these seed packing parties Last year, with Land to Hand, who um, runs the seed, uh, excuse me, Free the Seed event, mm -hmm. Free the Seeds event, and they partner with us on our seed library, which is located at our um, uh, Columbia Falls location. If you haven't stopped in and looked at our seed library, you should. So we're looking forward to uh, more events with them and more um, seed parties and do-it-yourself, or yeah, do-it-yourself workshops. Uh, we're, we're partnering with other organizations to bring you stuff that you can do on your own. Oh, that's so cool. I love the seed library. I think that that's such a neat idea. Um, just curious, as you guys start to kind of get back into more adult programming um, and kind of like dipping your feet in there, what are, you, what are you hearing from some of the patrons about like what they'd like to see? And that's a great question. Uh, people have given us a lot of feedback that they'd like to see more of the sewing events. People are really um, interested in learning how to sew. Um, they would like more hands-on activities. Like we've been, we've been, uh, just testing the waters to see if like we bring like a pop-up event to each location, either Big Fork or Columbia Falls or Kalispell. Um, we brought a stamp making event or excuse me, workshop, we'll call it uh, just a little pop-up event at the Columbia Falls location last month. And it was very well received. They said they'd love to have more like that. So we're going to have little... Uh, you know, hands-on activities for adults where you can continue like lifelong learning skills. Let's say you used to sew or you haven't um, ever uh, carved a stamp or just mm -hmm. we're going to bring different things to each location. In fact, this coming month, we're, um, we're bringing a tea mixing and tasting event to each location. So that's uh, something to watch for. In fact, next week on the 11th at the Kalispell location, we're going to have... Uh, 
experts from Ancient Ways Apothecary. They were formerly known as Kalispell Collective on Main Street in Kalispell. If you've ever walked in there, there's like teas and good smelling candles and all kinds of amazing things in there. Well, we've partnered with them to uh, bring you a tea mixing event so you can learn how to mix your own teas, what makes a base, what makes a good add-on, and you can take it home and try it out. And then we'll have tea tasting events like those pop-up events we were talking about just a moment ago at each location. So pay attention for those. They're coming up this month. Fun. That's super cool. Um, all right. Well, I guess just one question for you. Oh, I did want to ask, when do you guys start your concert series again? We are discussing that. We're probably going to do it a little bit la- uh, uh, different than last year because last year we had it run for like two months, which was a bit long. So we're discussing usually, I think we'll probably launch uh, maybe mid-July, something like that. So pay attention for that when summer draws near. Um, we do a call for artists who want to come play. And um, as, as always, uh, the community is invited to come listen to these amazing local artists and uh, listen to the beautiful tunes they make. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that like literally like on the front steps of the Kalispell? Library? Yep, at Kalispell, we have it um, just on the porch right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in Big Fork, it's also right there, right in front of the library. We are looking for a location in Columbia Falls. It's um, difficult because we're right there in the middle of a... A neighborhood and we've gotten feedback from the neighbors that they don't want the noise yeah <laughs> so we haven't brought it to columbia falls yet but maybe we'll find a location there we've heard feedback that they would love to have something like that there too oh, that's so fun yeah. yeah i was picturing the front of the library and like the cool little native plant garden you guys have in the front yes exactly like cute that is. Yeah. yes that's what, what where it was located and um we were really um fortunate to get pretty big name artists for the area um, like Kevin Van Dort, people call him KVD. I don't know if you've heard him, but he's a blues uh, musician and just incredible. And we had a number of artists of that caliber show up, so we were very, very uh, excited and hope they will come back. Yeah, totally. So just you personally, what are you looking forward to the most this year? Well, honestly, we are um, also launching a bingo for um, oh, cool. um, our uh, patrons. So this is new for us, but I think it's going to be exciting personally because um, it's a bingo. You have two type t- two um, ways to bingo with us. There's just the um, reading bingo, the book bingo, where it's all about reading challenges. Um, you can get your bingo card at any location. And one side has the book bingo, and the other side has library resource bingo. So it's to learn about all of the things that we offer at the library. So I'm personally excited about that because... Um, I think it will help people learn about all the things that you get with your magic library card. It's not just books. Books are amazing, don't get me wrong, and ebooks. But we have um, uh, telescopes for checkout. We have board games. We are going to be having, um, um, well, 3D printing is a pilot program coming. Um, yeah, so you're going to be able to bring your 3D print designs and print them at the library. I mean, we're bringing on the, a library of things. We've already started it, but stay tuned. That's what I'm most excited about. Not only the bingo, but the library resource bingo, because it's going to show you all of the things that you can actually get at the library. Um, we're doing a lot there, and we want to show the community what a 21st century library can look like, even in a small space that we're in. And we hope that uh, you'll support us so that we can continue growing and offering more resources to the community. Yeah, awesome. 
yeah, not just a place you can check out books, a place you can learn all sorts of stuff, connect with other people, learn how to, to sew a little bit. That's right. Totally. All right, Lynn. Well, thanks for joining me. This has been fun. Well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Let's see what events are coming up. Remember, you can find art classes, live music, and anything community-related by going to dailyinterlake.com events and checking out our events calendar. The Brash Winter Rodeo takes place at the Majestic Valley Arena in Kalispell on January 6 at 7 p.m. Ron Brevik's talk titled Riding the Big Sky details his journey riding his motorcycle through every road in Montana. Catch this event part of the Northwest Montana History Museum's John White Speaker Series on January 7th at 2 p.m. And keep busy this winter time by checking out the many karaoke nights and happy hours at venues across the valley, like the Sitting Duck in Woods Bay and the Firebrand in Whitefish. Thanks for joining us. News Now is a podcast from the Daily Interlake. We're proud to be the largest independent newsroom in Montana and the oldest paper in the valley. Consider becoming a subscriber to support our work. Call Circulation at 406-755-7018 or go to the Subscribe tab in the top right corner of our website. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel to never miss an episode of The Pod. Everybody stay safe and have a great week. And Happy New Year!